Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Coach with John Nita Perel and Tim Welsh. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 So I got an apartment across from the park. Well, I got to tell you, Tim Welsh has been on a roll projecting Patriots uh, games that are probably looking pretty bleak, at least on the surface. I know he does his homework all week. He's going through the numbers. He's watching pro football focus shows. He's watching Mike Florio and Chris Sims. He's listening to WEI 24-7. No, 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 no. I'm not watching Florio and Sims. We can get into that later, but go ahead. I like Phil Sims, (laughs) but his son and Florio, I can do without those two. Well, I know you're big on Florio's rumor about Belichick going to the Commanders. And speaking of the Commanders, well, first of all, much. speaking of that, first of all, let's let's just get out that out of the way right. You know, the next time Mike Florio has an accurate report will be the first time. I mean, this guy he just throws stuff out there to get his name out there, and I know a lot of guys do that, and including you and me sometimes. But uh, give me a break. They're trading Bill Belichick to the Commanders. Are you kidding me? I mean, that was the biggest crock I've ever heard. One of the biggest. But he's had a few. And, I, you know, I don't know where it is. That wasn't doubled down anywhere, by the way. So, you know, it's almost like when Craig Carton said that the Pats were heavily involved with Aaron Rodgers. Not one person backed that up. So, anyway, I'll let you speak. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, no, that's good. I like it. I like the fire at 7.01 on a Sunday morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Thanks for waking up with us. And I hope you you clearly did, and I clearly did, and Devo did in the studio. Fall back time. You love the fall back time, Tim. You gain the extra hour. You're on the road. The extra hour is so important. Will it be important for the Patriots today against the Commanders, who are a mighty 3-5? and five? The interesting part of this game, there's I guess a few interesting parts. I mean, the Patriots are dead. We know that. Uh, I still think they're playing for the number one pick of the draft. We're going to get into that. But uh, their record against first and second year quarterbacks under Bill Belichick is 44 and four. And Sam Howell is one of those quarterbacks. Now, you might want to throw that out a little bit this year, considering the fact that they lost to, I don't know, Brian Hoyer and a banged up Derek Carr. But Sam Howell. Might be a little flustered by Belichick, even though his defense, are they going to play with like eight guys today? Because no one's healthy. But 
I guess that's a little bit of an edge for the Patriots, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've they've proven they can play with, with the bad teams, the Raiders being one of them, and hang, hang around and maybe, maybe make a play at the end, maybe not. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, they lost my interest after last week. Uh, you know, the schedule's much easier, as we all know, coming, moving forward. But, you know, the talk of trading Mac Jones, the talk of trading Bill Belichick, I mean, it's nauseating. I mean, it, it means, it means one thing. You've got a bad football team. And that's pretty much where we're at right now, especially now with more injuries after last week. Yeah, it's just, they're clearly a bad team. There's no question about that. The Miami game was a microcosm of what ails this team. The fact that Miami has so many playmakers, even the, even they have two, and that's more than the Patriots could ever hope for at the moment. At least, you know, and they had a guy that's injured in Achain. If they had De- Devin Achain last night or last week, probably could have been a four touchdown game. And, you know, granted, the Patriots have been gritty. I love that. Now that's the narrative. Well, they're a gritty team, they're a tough team to play. Uh, okay, but they don't have any talent, period. And again, we were ahead of the curve on that one. It just drives me nuts. It drives me well, nuts. I keep coming back to the to the whole theory that if we see it, why don't they see it? And that's that's well, the big problem. Yeah, I don't think they're that tough and that gritty, by the way. But um, you know, they're they're hanging around. And who's your guy at Michigan that just got fired as for stealing signs and uh, Connor? Elliot. whoever yeah anyway the pat should hire him stallions. They should, stallions stallions yeah they should hire him or someone like him not to steal signs but actually break the tape down and look at 2023 offenses because that's what miami ran against you last week and you know how hard is it to watch a tape and take plays and implement them into your office and i know we the pats don't have that type of Speed on the outside, but still, the scheme itself is amazing to me. That the difference in the scheme, the 2023 offense versus what we see on a weekly basis with the Patriots, which is really outdated. And it really is. I mean, Bill O'Brien, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I was never thrilled with him coming in in the first place. I told you that back last spring, and now you're seeing it come forward. I mean, what what type of offense? of scheme has he implemented that's so special i'll wait for you to tell me it, it, it's rudimentary it's that's there's nothing there i mean i think bill o'brien realizes he doesn't have any talent i mean I, I don't know if there's much you can stress right now with mac jones except the short passing game and the dump offs and the you know the it's an extension of the run game basically what they're doing trying to throw the ball and now you got a you got a receiver that's late you got a receiver that's playing Fortnite. Is that classic or what? Now that if, if that is an, an, another microcosm of why Bill Belichick should have no control, zero, zero control from here on in of player personnel, and I know that may, may force his hand and he may leave, too bad. He's gone anyway, I think. We're going to get into that. But the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster is late and it, it fails miserably on the field and he's washed up, you got so many layers of issues on this team. Well, you've got no, you've got no leaders, and because you've got no stars, you've got no guys that will come to the forefront, and that's the problem, you know. And then when you the losing 
when the losing adds to that, everything just piles on. And then you lose the ship. And they've clearly lost the ship. And, you know, he is, he's lost the ship. His ways are, Bill Belichick's ways are very outdated. Very outdated. And, you know, he was created by Tom Brady. There's no doubt about it. I always believe that. I've never wavered on that ever. And, you know, he was the head coach, fine, but Tom Brady led him to the championships. As Jack, and that's getting proven every every week now with another coach hitting the deck in Josh McDaniels, another part of the Patriots tree. That McDaniels is a product of Tom Brady. I told you, I spoke to an offensive lineman who played in the NFL. He said, and Dante Scarnecki was a product of Tom Brady to a large extent. They all were. They all owe Brady. Charlie Weiss, we can name every coach, Romeo Cornell, all the guys that got the benefit of Tom Brady. And that's great. Fine. They wrote him. Great. I mean, they, they, it was it was good luck on their part. They were very fortunate. I'm not denying the fact that they should go out and make as much money as they can and enhance their careers. That's great. They did what they had to do. But it's all about Brady. And McDaniels probably will tell you that in a quiet moment. He's getting paid for the next four years by Mark Davis, who owes $85 million to McDaniels and Dave Ziegler after he just dumped them this week. You want to talk about a, a bizarre situation, but... Think about it, Tim. Think about all the benefits of Brady from the entire Belichick coaching tree and everybody benefiting in cash. They owe Brady their lives. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, Rick Pitino once told me this. He said, and or actually it was Jeff Van Gundy that told me this. It was not Rick Pitino. It was Jeff Van Gundy that every year, Rick Pitino, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, Stu Jackson, uh, everybody involved with Providence College in 1987 to send 10% of their check to Billy Donovan because he made all their careers by taking Providence to the Final Four in 1987. Well, that's the same thing with the Patriots. And by the way, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, I think he's the luckiest man in the world that he did not invest in the Raiders or his investment got blocked. But can you imagine investing with a guy like that who just burns money on coaches uh, every four years and general managers and has no clue how to run an organization. I mean, who wants to tie yourself to something like that? Brady's pretty lucky he didn't. Yeah, no, he, he is. And that was, I think that was a whole Vegas thing for Brady is more of a land deal than anything else. The way I understood it uh, in terms of investing in real estate out there. But, you know, it's just a point where we, you and I, I mean, Patriot fans probably just didn't want to think about it uh, and what would happen when Brady left, and I get that. But you know, and we here we are, just the broken record aspect. Four years later, and their record is just miserable. I've said it to you every Sunday, and I'll continue to say it. That he's a less than 500 coach, and that's what he is in his career without a Hall of Fame quarterback. Go back to Cleveland. Go back to the Patriots without Brady. That's what he is. Period. And you know what? If the Commanders want to hire him, that's what he'll be with them. Because he won't, he won't have a Hall of Fame quarterback there. Might have some draft capital. Might, you know, I'm not denying the fact the guy can coach. He can coach up a team, I'm sure. But he's also 72 years old or 71, whatever he is. Not that it's no, not that that's ancient, but he's got a lot of a lot of tread on the tires. Probably getting tired. Probably wants to, you know, why, why not go live the rest of your life and just just enjoy and I mean, just say that hey, you know what? I came close to Shula and that's it. I'm 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 good. Well, it'd be interesting to see what what happens when, and if the crafts really have have the gall or whatever whatever you want to call it, the stomach to stand 
uh, with Stan dismissing the coach and how they go about it. I mean, to me, I think they're afraid to do it. I can't see him doing it. Uh, we saw the story last week that leaked out that he had an extension. So, so be it. I mean, you know them better than I do. I mean, are they going to pay him $50 million to walk away or $25 million? I, That's hard for me to believe when, when you look at the way they operate their business and they're really the refusal to pay mid, mid-level players, higher-end players, or going to the best player of all time who they let walk out the door because of money. Well, there's a lot of heat, though. There's a lot, not not so much heat. There's a lot of, uh, and you love this, the, the dimes have been dropped. They're, they're continue to, continuing to get dropped. There's an interesting story today in the Globe by Ben Volen uh, about the seat getting really hot, especially if they lose the next two, which is a distinct possibility because the Patriots stink. Uh, but the commanders in Indianapolis, Indianapolis is playing better. The, I, I can see them probably winning today if they get it. Who knows? I, I have no idea if they'll beat the Commanders today. I really have no clue. Uh, my, my, I tend to say no because the Patriots do stink. But if they go two and eight, Volan Volan uh, has some uh, has some dimes here saying that they might that they're going to get rid of him after at two and eight, and he's he's doubting that he's going to survive the season, and they're going to name Gerard Mayo the interim coach. Interim is the key word there. And the whole tag in this whole story in the Globe today is Mike Vrabel. Two sources close to the Patriots, he writes, have independently said the same thing. They believe Vrabel is the Kraft's, quote, home run choice to succeed Belichick. Well, let's hope that Ben Boland's sources are a lot better than what he had a year ago when he was using someone in the ticket office as a source to say that the players in the locker room didn't like Mac Jones. So, I always go back to that, you know. Once, once you swing at me and, and miss like that, I, I, <laughs> I have I have major trouble uh, believing anything that comes from someone like that. So, you know, I, I don't I, I don't buy it. Uh, I don't buy Mike Vrabel either. Uh, he looks good in his red jacket. He sounds good. He's funny. He's an ex player. He's a very really uh, respected, but. What has he done as a coach? I mean, I watch him coach. I'm not. That, I'm not that impressed. I'm not that impressed. And there, then again, there again, meter. You got a defensive coach in an offensive league, and not to say defensive coaches can't can't win, but if you have your own, cho- if you have a choice and it's laying out in front of you, go get one of these offensive geniuses because they're proving again around the league to be the guys that are going to win because that's the way the game is played these days. That's the way the game is played. I mean, obviously, you got to have some defense, but it's about the offense just because of the rules and the way, the way the game is structured these days. And I would hire an offensive coach. I wouldn't hire Mayo or Vrabel. I'd go find an offensive guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement there. I just find this kind of fascinating. You're right about Volan. He's definitely had some whiffs. But Vrabel was the 2021 NFL Coach of the Year. Uh, Volan writes, you know, they've been to the playoffs three of the first five years in Tennessee. They're having a bad year this year. He's working in Will Levis as the quarterback, yada, yada, yada. But got a new contract February 2022, so the Patriots would have to trade for him. That means giving up a first-round pick, likely. Uh, so there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of layers to that one, too. Uh, and by the way, why would he come to the Patriots? I mean, can you give me can you give me a reason why he would come? I mean, let's say they're going to offer him the Bill Belichick contract at $20 million a year. I mean, I, I, you know, that's 
you know, that's the Patriots fans again, thinking that they're better than everybody else. Thinking, well, anybody would come want to come coach our team. That's oh, no, not the no, case. no, no. That's not the case. And uh, I, I wouldn't think that Mike Rabel would be, if you put an offer in front of him, would be 100%. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming tomorrow. I, I would say, you know, he's had some issues with the front office in Tennessee, but you know, I think he won the power struggle a year ago. And certainly a good place to live, Nashville, and they're building a new stadium there, and they've got a quarterback that looks like maybe he's going to be pretty good and uh you know no income tax in tennessee uh there's a lot of positives about being the coach in in nashville versus the coach in foxborough the way the organization is set up currently oh yeah no i look again i'm not disputing anything you, you just said i think the patriots are woefully lacking in talent uh clearly need a quarterback Clearly need receivers. Clearly need an offensive line. Who knows about running back? Uh, defense is, you know, wounded. Defense is not as good as people think it is, even when they're healthy. Uh, today, now here's a perfect example. Washington's given up 41 sacks. 41. That's the second most in the league. Who's rushing Sam Howell today? Who's gonna Who's gonna go get him? Judon's hurt. Uh, you know, you, your defense again is, is totally lacking right now in power. Who's going to go get him? So there's a chess match there. Like, the, 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 you know, you're going to hear, oh, Belichick dominates young quarterbacks. All right, what's his defense going to look like today? Well, yeah, you're, valid points, and that goes back to your drafting. You know, you've talked about it for years now, the, the drafting and the lack of depth. When you swing and miss year after year after year, and it catches up to you. You know, you, you need the depth out there, and now all of a sudden now you have some injuries, and you don't have anything, and you're 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 scratching. You're, you know when you when you draft a guard in, with the first pick, uh, <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens. And by the way, your man Zay Flowers, how's he doing down in Baltimore? He's he's not he's not too bad. Uh, I'd like to see him. I would have liked to see him in the Patriots uh, wide receiver core this year, but they they passed on him as well. And every time I I see. Lamar Jackson, tee him up. I think of you and say, "What are we doing again? We doing? Drafting, like, def- drafting defense in the first round." He's t- he's ten miles down the road. I know that. They they were always in Chestnut Hill. I know they. I know they. I know they were. Of course they were. They they it'd be malpractice if they weren't when they had a first round receiver down the road. So what did they like about Zay Flowers? I'm just throwing it out there. What didn't they like about? Smith and Jigba. You could give me any receiver. What didn't they like about them? Like, they're better than what you have. That's, as you know, as a coach, you always did that, I bet, when you were out recruiting. Is this kid better than what I have? Or will he be better than what well, I have? Isn't that- I, don't, I don't care if he was on the moon. This is the NFL. They're supposed to know every player uh, in every spot in the country. And it doesn't matter if he was in Boston or in, you know, San Diego. They're supposed to know these guys, and he, I mean, this was a layup. I mean, you you said this many times before it happened. It's a layup, and then they go and draft a, a corner in the first round. So, you know, <laughs> you get you get what you get, and that, now this is where they are at, at this point. And that's why I'm if I'm I'm Mike Brable Brable and looking at this situation like, wow, how do I dig out of this? And and you're following uh, Bill Belichick. On top of it, I mean, you know, once Bill Belichick leaves, you know, a lot of this stuff at the end is going to be forgotten. They're going to say, well, six Super Bowls, here's the standard. 
and you better live up to this. So I wouldn't want to follow him either, even even if it is a disaster at the end. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's always you don't want to be the guy that falls the legend. You want to be the second guy in. <laughs> but it's that – it's just such a, a – I don't know if bizarre is the word. I think it's just it's – just, not bizarre so much. It's just bewildering about – I mean – Again, we know we know why it all collapsed, but they couldn't see this thing coming. They they didn't have the foresight to understand that we need to go get skilled players. We need to go get dynamic athletes. We need to, you know, forget about receivers who are done. Forget about receivers who probably aren't engaged. See Juju Smith-Schuster, and I know Devontae Parker got hurt, and that was an unfortunate situation with Elliott hitting him. Elliott got fined for that hit, as well he should have. But Parker's been terrible, terrible. Another bad sign. Another why why was there a reason there was a reason Miami let him go to the Patriots, like that's another elementary personnel deal, and and Volan mentions the fact that Nick Casario might be in play again. Sorry, I'm good. Uh, move on. Go find somebody else. Go find somebody who's not in the Patriot way tree, and and he mentions McDaniel's coming. Like, you know how it is. Like, there's times where you just have to cut the cord. This is the time. Forget about it. Do the cleansing. Well, you know, Josh McDaniels is right up their alley. He can come here and work for nothing. This is, and we we know that that's you know the way they operate. We've seen that many times in the past. You know, obviously, just even currently with Joe Judge still on the staff and being paid by the Giants. So that's uh, that's right. That's teed up perfectly, Meter. That's like a a four iron into the seventh green at War Country Club. Straight on, right at you. No, no problem. That's you can bet that's going to happen. It's uh, yeah, oh yeah, you can. That's probably a good good call. I didn't think about that as I uh, sat here. Was my uh, wondering if I push push my clock back last night. Uh, but this is Meter and the coach. He's Tim Welsh. I'm John Meter Perel. Great get again by Tim Welsh. He's been on a roll. Kim English, Providence College basketball coach, will join us at 8:05 as the season tips off. Nationwide on Monday night, Tim. Uh, Thank God, we got uh, the Celtics, the Bruins, and now college basketball because the, the football is just it's really been bad. I mean, looking forward to today for four twenty-five Philly and Dallas. But I mean, come on, this morning nine thirty, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I mean, give me a break. I mean, how can you put that game year in Germany type, type matchup? You, 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 it's breakfast with the Chiefs and the Dolphins. We, you and I are the pregame show for that. Uh, yeah, that's it, it, enough with the enough with the international games. And I know it's all a money thing. It's easy for us to say that. Play a few. I mean, it seems like you're dealing with it every single week now. Uh, and I, the Patriots will be the pregame show next week. Patriots Colts in Germany. So that's the same. Not that that's a that's by far not a marquee matchup. This just in today's game is. Uh, so that will be an interesting game to watch. But. As far as the hoops goes, and, well, one thing about football in general, though, last night, college football, again, and I know you probably were watching some of it. It's magnified. It hits you in the head. I was watching Caitlin last night, my girlfriend. She says, man, this is more exciting than the NFL games. She's not a sports fan. If she could see that, that's the case. College football is more exciting than the NFL games, especially when Washington and USC are going up and down the field. I know there's no defense, and USC's defense is horrible. Basically doesn't exist. 
But that game was a fun game to watch. You had the Heisman winner, Michael Penix, this year against last year's Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, and they're both making unbelievable throws. You can bring me Lincoln Riley tomorrow. I'd be happy. I'm not sure if he's ready, but uh, I think that guy knows how to coach. And uh, you could bring him to Foxborough. Not that you know, not that these guys really want to go to the NFL as much as they used to, because you know, these college coaches are making as much as, as NFL coaches. And uh, you know, he's got it rolling out there. I'm not sure how happy he is about now going having to go to the Big Ten next year. But you know, it's uh, I'd make that call for sure because uh, he's pretty impressive as a coach. Yeah, he is. He is. It's just they're really it's, – it, it's that huge 98% offense edge, and he doesn't do anything with his defense. And maybe that's – I don't know if that's a coordinator thing or just a talent thing. It's, it, there's a little bit of both there, I'm sure. I'm, I'm with you in terms of his offensive intelligence. It helps to have an a otherworldly talent in Caleb Williams. Stop. Please, locally, stop saying that Caleb Williams – is not guaranteed. I guarantee you, if the Patriots have Caleb Williams, they will be a much, much better team. Much better. I'm not saying he's going to be Pat Mahomes, and that's the likely everybody compares him to Mahomes now because they have the same throwing style and they go sidearm and they make great plays off schedule. But I guarantee you this, Tim, as we sit here this morning, Caleb Williams will make the Patriots a better team. Will they get him? Probably not because who knows if they're going to be the number one pick. If they do get him, they're much better with him no doubt about it. I mean, it's, he is a can't miss. And, you know, Drake Mays right there as well. I mean, you've got a group of guys, I think. It's, it's, you know, we saw it, though, a couple of years ago. It's, it's, no one's a guarantee, but I think uh, I think he is. I, I Absolutely. And, uh, you know, USC with their defense, you know, you can see they loaded up the NIL money on the offensive end. And yep. it's like they, uh, they didn't share with the defense. <laughs> that's pretty much the case. And sometimes that's maybe the smart move to make. And and uh, but you know the Pac-12. It's a shame though the Pac-12 is is going away because I do like that style. I, I like those Saturday late Saturday games from the West Coast. They're fun to watch, and we'll still have them. They'll still be playing football, but it just won't be the same with those teams not playing each other on a yearly basis. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I've always loved the Pac-12, or back when you and I were back in the day, Pac-10. Those games were awesome. The late, the late afternoon games from the Rose Bowl, from the Coliseum, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely something lost there. I, you know, I looked on with Ernest this week as the ACC announced their 17-game schedule model for the next seven years, and BC's playing at SMU next year, one of your favorite spots. Uh, they'll be there, and then they they go to Stanford the week year after that, and they go to Cal. So I think thought the ACC did a good job. I know you probably didn't dive into that, but uh, with that 17-game quirky schedule and the three teams coming in, it's all it's the Wild West now. So it's yeah. It's definitely- how's your soccer? How's your soccer team going to like going to Stanford and Cal? How are they doing for that? I mean, that's that's the issue, you know. To me, I mean, are, are they going to be traveling like the football team? I doubt it. So you know, and, and not just for BC, but you know, everybody's in the same boat. But it's the way of the world, I guess. In today's today's athletic uh, college athletics. They've gone sideways with all this stuff. And, you know, the commissioner, Phillips, has said, you know, I don't know what we're going to do with the tournament. That's the thing, the, the basketball tournament. Are you going to have a basketball tournament with all those teams invited? And, and that becomes a problem down the road as well because we had that in the Big East at one point where only 12 teams went out of the 16. You remember those days. And 
that's a problem. That's a problem if you don't make the tournament. Those coaches usually don't make the second year after that happens. And, you know, that's, I'm nope, sure the coaches aren't, exci- aren't excited about that. No, nope, they do not. And, uh, no, it's definitely – that's an interesting sidebar to that uh, as far as basketball goes. But I am excited to talk to Kim English at – 8.05 as the Friars get set for their season opener, and we're going to get your take on where, where Providence is going, where the whole Big East is going, and uh, the Celtics as well. They're on the docket for us coming up on the next segment, and you can join us too, 401-777-1037. Jason Tatums continues his early season role. Not a huge surprise, but he looks even better than he was last year. Maybe it's the added weight. We'll get Tim's take on that, where the Celtics are going. Devo, you're up next with an update. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 